Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. Welcome to the sixth episode of Season 2 of Numbers, News, and Nonsense. We're your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And for those of you returning, welcome back. And to kick off our podcast... We're going into week three with six 2-0 teams. We got the Bills, we got the Chiefs, Dolphins, Giants, Eagles, and Bucks. Which of those teams, Ryan, do you think is going to be undefeated the longest? Now, now I know that you may disagree with me because you don't use common sense like I do. But the New York Giants will last the longest. With the Chiefs, they'll un- they'll end the same week. I'll tell you that much right now. Interesting, interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Um. See, I think the Eagles are going to last the longest. I think the Eagles are going to be seven and zero, or I think they're going to be eleven and zero. One one or the other, either lose to the Steelers or lose to the Packers. Uh, yeah, but- I'm going to tell you the truth though. Yeah, what's your truth? I was lying the whole time. Oh, you were. The Dolphins will last the longest. Eh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Da-ding, cha-ching. They're losing next week. You, my friend, (laughs) do not have brain cells. I'm telling you, they're going to lose next week to the Buffalo Bills, who look unstoppable. You can tell me whatever you want. All right, well, here's another question. Who do you think is the best undefeated team currently? The Dolphins. Oh, come on. No. The Dolphins. It's not the Giants, I'll tell you that. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh, I was not going to say the Giants. Are you going to say Tom Brady? Oh, it's Tom Brady. Oh, I love Tom Brady. Actually, no, I was going to say Josh Allen. Oh, I love Josh Allen. But uh, the Bills are going to – they're the best team right now. I mean – No, 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 no. Two blots. Unbelievable no, play. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. You, my friend, are completely wrong. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I, I, why, don't we, not, why don't we get, on, get into – when the teams will lose. All right, all right. Start us off with the Bills. No, you just you start us off. You start us off. You like the Bills so much. All right, all right. Well, as much as I like the Bills, they are going to lose to the Ravens Week Four to end at three and zero. Very interesting. Um, that'll be their second loss of the season because they will lose to the Dolphins this week. <laughs> I can promise you that. I can promise you that. Now, let's move into the the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh, I think we can both agree on this one, that it'll be week six against the Bills. Yeah, I think this seems like the one game. uh, They have a pretty easy schedule leading up to that game. Yeah, and I mean, it's a pretty important game, the matchup rematch of – 
last year. Oh, Josh yeah, Allen wants revenge. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, yeah, definitely wants revenge. Now, the team that is the best, the Miami Dolphins, they will not lose until week eight against the Detroit Lions. Now, I will tell you this. Probably two years ago, if I said that, people would think that I'd be on drugs. But this year, both teams can easily win their division. Dolphins will have to put up a fight against the Bills. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But the Lions, I mean, they got to put a fight up against the Packers, and that's it. So I believe in both teams. I think both teams make the playoffs. Uh, Very underrated teams, teams that improved crazy, crazy in the offseason. I like both teams. I like the Lions better. Week Week eight, the Lions beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I got the Bills beating the Dolphins week three. So, not happening. Not happening. Okay, I'll prove you wrong again. The New York Giants. They will not lose until week six against the Ravens. That's an interesting choice. Uh, I got them losing to the Cowboys next week as well. That's an interesting choice. (laughs) You think Cooper Rush can um, come into the... Game and take over? I do. He did last week against the Joe Burrow. Oh, well, let me tell you what. Daniel Jones is a different type of guy. Oh, he's different <laughs> than Joe Burrow. Have you seen him play Cornell? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, he's pretty darn good at it. Now, football, <laughs> on the other hand, not so much. Now, if I said um, what you were eating for dinner tomorrow night, would you say Philly cheesesteak? I would not say Philly cheesesteak. I'd say Philly cheesesteak because they are amazing, just like the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, they will lose to the Cardinals week five. Don't think it's going to be Kyler Murray. I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky, or better yet, Kenny Pickett. I think Steelers. Or better yet, Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah, or better yet, Mason Rudolph. I think Steelers' defense, if TJ is back, uh, I think they said, what, four to six weeks for TJ. Uh, The defense looked decent against the Patriots. I mean, they still lost, but uh, I think the Steelers' defense is good enough, and when they get TJ back, they're going to go right back to what they did against the Bengals. It's just about the offense, and depending what quarterback you got in there, Mitch, Kenny, even Mason, you are going to need a good defense to win a football game. And yeah, that's fine. But when four points, but when TJ Watt and Cam Hayward expect Jalen Hurts to stay in the pocket, they will be extremely wrong because Jalen Hurts likes to run that ball. He does. He does. So you will be wrong, my friend. <laughs> One Tom of the most Brady. overrated, pathetic Tom teams we will Brady. talk about next. Tom Brady. A, a team with a washed-up quarterback. A team that, um, who who's their number one receiver going into this week? Um, Cole Beasley, the, the person that just started playing with them a, a day ago. 
Oh, Brashad Perriman. <laughs> oh, possibly, possibly. Yeah. It is. It, well, here's the thing. First off, they're going to lose to the Chiefs week four. I'll give them one more week to win. That's it. But you signed Julio. What do you expect? You shouldn't have expected a fully healthy season from him. I know. He's already hurt. <laughs> God, Godwin's turned into the same exact person. Injury prone. Mike Evans has turned into an idiot. You need to beat the Packers. And I believe you will still without Mike Evans because they do still have the refs. Don't forget that. But you you can't be stupid like that, Mike Evans. Like you gotta you gotta use your brain because a very overrated team like the Bucks need every single win they can get to even make the playoffs. Because there is a chance they don't make the playoffs. Now, what chance is that? There the is Falcons aren't making the playoffs. There is a chance. The Panthers the are probably not making the playoffs. And then you have the Saints, who could be either way. The Bucks should win this division easily. Easily. <laughs> easily, easily, easily. Are you serious right now? Yes. Um, You're playing you against Mariota, Baker Mayfield, and I don't care who they're f- facing. <laughs> first off, first off, first off, James Winston, he's having a rough start. He is. He's he's the person holding back that stacked offense. When they get things rolling, they will not be stopped. Second off, last I checked, Marcus Mariota has been putting up fights, crazy fights, fights that they score a lot of points. 26 points the first game, 27 points the next game. No one expected that from that offense. You got Drake Lennon and Kyle Pitts, and you don't even use Kyle Pitts. Cordell Patterson's not even doing much. No one expected that. They will put up a fight. On top of that, Panthers need to build more chemistry and make better play calls. That's all I can say about that. But don't don't even say easily make the playoffs because that is where I have to stop you right there and just make fun of you because I'd say there is a 45% chance they make the playoffs. Oh, no, I think they're easily making the playoffs. You can say what you want. You can say what you want. But when you are wrong, when you are wrong, when they're in the hunt, when they're trying to go for a wild card spot and they don't make it, I'll I'll make sure to come back to this. I'll make sure to come back to this. I'm I'm putting it in our little future bets right now. Bucks easily making the playoffs. Easily. That's fine. You 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 know what? You know what? You know what? We got some time. We got some time. Why don't we run through their schedule right now? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay. First off, they're starting off two and oh. Lucky wins. Lucky wins. We'll give it to them. They play the Packers. We'll give them a win. 3-0. They lose lose to the Chiefs. They lose to the Chiefs. Okay. 3-1. They beat beat the the Falcons. Falcons. Sure, sure. 4-1. 4-1. Steelers? Steelers? We'll see. We'll see. I I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. So, 5-1. Oh, what? What? I don't know about that. Fine, fine. If you're going to give it the Steelers, I'll, I'm I'm taking the Panthers. 
Oh, come on. No. Yeah, five and two. Five and two. Okay, five and two. Ravens, five and three. Five and three. Rams. Five and four. Uh, Yeah. I'll wait to see the Rams. You best believe it. You best believe it. Seahawks, six Six and four. four. Browns. Uh, Deshaun will be back. That's Jacoby. No, that's Jacoby. Are you sure? Yeah, Deshaun's uh, December 5th. Okay. So just right before. I'm yeah. still taking the Browns. It's a home game for them. Oh, interesting, because he's not beating. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Now I'm taking the Browns. What? So what's that put us at? Six and five. Yeah, about six and five. Saints. They will not beat the Saints twice. They if will not beat. The Saints that's twice. what you want to say. I say that with great positivity. Six and six. All right, all right. Forty ers I don't see them beating the Niners. Oh please! I don't see them beating the Niners. Six and seven. The Bengals, sure, they can have the Bengals game, 7-7. Seven seven. Home game for the Cardinals, not going to happen. 7-8. <laughs> Panthers, sure, I'll give it to them. 8-8. Eight eight. Falcons, home game for the Falcons. I wouldn't be surprised if that turns into, you, you remember the game Brady on the Patriots facing the Dolphins where he could have had the first week bye and Fitzpatrick came in and just slaughtered him? No. Well, try to remember it because that's the same thing that's going to happen, and that'll throw the Buccaneers at 8 and 9. No, no. You know, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. You, so you're going to say the Bucks finish 8 and 9 yeah. after a 2 and 0 oh start? I'll say, I'll say it. All right. Mark that down because when I'm I'll right again, when I'm right again. I will. And as for me, I'm going to say they're going to go do, 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 They're going 13 and four. Oh, my gosh. My prediction. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know they were the only team in the NFL. I'm just saying. I didn't know they were the only team in the NFL where they don't have any other teams to play. Yep. I guess so. You are outrageous. All right. Let's get off of this Tom Brady slander. Yeah, it's disgusting. And let's go into our week two awards, starting off with offensive player of the week. Hit me with your offensive player of the week. Josh Allen. It's as simple as that. 26 for 38, threw 17 yards, four touchdowns, killed Tennessee. They they slaughtered him 41 to 7. I'm also going with a Buffalo Bills player, Stephon Diggs, 12 catches from Josh Allen, 148 yards, not one, not two, but three touchdowns against the Titans, Monday Night Football. They embarrassed the Titans, and we'll talk about that later on. But Stephon Diggs, Offensive Player of the Year, Josh Allen, MVP, could that be in the future for this we'll Bills team? We'll see. We'll see. Defensive. Player of the week. I'm going to take Jalen Ramsey. He wasn't great with his stats this week, I'll be honest. Only two tackles, but one game-saving interception showed that he's not completely washed. Maybe a little washed, but not completely. They luckily beat the Falcons. Luckily, remember that, because remember, like I said, the Falcons are putting up fights. Luckily beat the Falcons, 31-27. to If he didn't intercept that, that's a Falcons touchdown. And that puts him up three 
That puts the Falcons up three, and it gives the Rams just over a minute to score a field goal to tie it or a touchdown to win it. So when I say game-saving touchdown or game-saving interception, I mean game-saving interception. Yeah, and he uh, – I forget what he said on the sidelines, but he was saying something after that interception, like I'm not uh, – they thought I was done or something because – I remember after that week one game with the Bills, uh, he was getting a lot of hate for, I mean, Stefan Diggs just playing good. And everybody was like, oh, well, Jalen Ramsey's washed. Jalen Ramsey's done. I know it's just one interception, but come on. Jalen Ramsey is not done. He's, he's not, not done. He's, he's just, not done. Stop. Why are they saying this? Sure, he's uh, downgraded a little bit. but Yeah, I mean, he's done. a tad bit overrated, but that doesn't mean he's washed. Like, insane. Insane. But my defensive player of the week, also a cornerback, Darius Slay, a.k.a. Big Play Slay, held Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson, to six passes, 48 yards, 12 targets, after he had how many yards last week? 184 and two touchdowns. It's just, it was an insane performance. And to add on to that, Slate picked off Kirk Cousins twice in another Monday night football game. And the Eagles defense looks good. I know it's just the Vikings. And we talked about Kirk Cousins being average, but it's insane. And Darius Slate, he's not, he's not that young. I believe he is. Let's look at this. He is 31 years old for a corner. He was drafted in 2013. Traded away from the Lions uh, two seasons ago, I believe. And I don't know, like, just played good. And that's another guy. People were probably talking about how he's washed and he's getting old. He just had two picks off of Kirk Cousins. Come on. When you say Kirk Cousins is average, um, I don't know if I can agree with you because I'd say he's below average. I think now he's below average. Yes. Oh, way below it, way below. But we'll get we'll get to that disappointment later on. Yeah. Game of the week. Now, um, I gotta say this was a pretty crazy week. Yeah, we had three comeback games, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, both weeks have been crazy right now. Yeah. But I do have to take the Cardinals and Raiders because both, or at least the Raiders, can be considered a a Super Bowl contender. And um, they blew the game. They blew a lead. Kyler Murray comes in, 277 yards, one touchdown. Derek Carr, solid game, 252 yards, two touchdowns. Now, the defenses didn't play a huge role in this game. They didn't. Um, Raiders only one interception and one sack. And Cardinals only, only, one, only one sack. Now, um, I do have to say that the Kyler Murray to A.J. Green two-point conversion. I, I believe it was the two-point conversion, right? Yeah, I think so. Because he ran in the touchdown. That was that was pretty insane because, like, we keep talking about washed-up players. That could be another player considered to be washed up, A.J. <laughs> Green. Because yeah. he disappeared last year. He he left the Bengals, disappeared on the Cardinals last year, and now he uh, keeps them in the game. 
brings them into overtime. And then the Raiders just blow it. They fumble. Great defensive plays by the Cardinals to seal the game, 29 to 23. But it was very disappointing for the Raiders, in my opinion. I had such high hopes for them coming into the season, and my hopes are falling because you have top two wide receiver in the NFL, and you didn't use him. You did not use him whatsoever, and that's just disgusting. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing to Devontae over there, but he is not being used at all. Um, Especially, I mean, you're in overtime, and I don't know, you're going to Hunter Renfro uh, to make plays, which we saw Hunter Renfro did not make a play as he fumbled the game away after a hit from Isaiah Simmons, picked up by Murphy, scoop and score, touchdown, ends the game. It was a pretty sick way to end the game. Uh, which is why I think you made a good choice with your game of the week. But I picked Jets, Browns. This this is insane, but for us, very depressing. Um, Joe Flacco had 300-plus yards, four touchdowns. Nick Chubb, 87 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Jets scored 13 points in under two minutes after the Browns went up. Uh Cade York missed the extra point. Would have been 14 points, but it doesn't matter because they ended up scoring 14 points. So we would have went to overtime. But this is just insanity because, one, cornerbacks, uh, safeties, Delpit, Ward, what what were they doing? I've seen the videos. I've watched the sky cam. They're all saying it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It's got to be somebody's fault. And there was not just one play, but two, three plays, deep balls. Nobody's guarding him. Wide open. He literally walked into the end zone. And defensive coordinator Joe Woods, what is he doing? We've seen this for the past couple years. I mean, defense has been a problem for the Browns for the past two or three seasons. And it's all about giving up leads, and it seems like they're really good at giving up leads. It was um, it was very disappointing, very unfortunate. You do have to give some credit to Joe Flacco. You have to give a lot of credit to Garrett Wilson. You have to give a crazy amount of credit to the Jets for not giving up. That just shows that no game is over, no matter how much time is left on that clock, no matter what the score is. Um, But it's just... I don't know. It's just it's it's so unfortunate. I just no one saw it coming. The amount of shock in people's eyes, faces. I it was just so much confusion. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I want to know what it was, but they have to just figure it out and go into the Steelers Thursday night football game and completely destroy them. Not just on the offensive end, but not let them score many points whatsoever. Yeah, and I don't know if – I mean, we'll talk about next slate of games, but uh, what what is this going to do to this Browns team? Uh, we already saw Ward and Delpit kind of, when they were getting interviewed, going back and forth. It's not me. It's not me. Miles Garrett is calling out the fans. So – 
I, I don't know. It seems like there's maybe- there's this is I mean these are the things that happen when something so impossible happens against your team. People just it, it's kind of like something like it's what the Jets want. It's what every team that faces us wants. They want our players to turn against each other. And that's what they have, they have to keep from happening. They have to just say, you know what? It happened. Someone's got to take some blame. Um, but you got to move on. And you got to you got to just you can't let it happen again. You can't let anything even close to that happen. You have to move into the next game and like I said, you just have to completely destroy them to remind the fans like, "Hey, don't bail on us now." Like, not that that's the best thing for them to do. I hope they do it, but I guess we'll see very soon. Yeah, I mean, the best thing for them to do would be to go out and destroy Pittsburgh uh, tomorrow night. And will we see it? I don't really know because it seemed like that game affected the team a lot more than we thought it would. Uh, Seems like there may be a lot of internal problems that they seem to blame Baker for last year that may still be in the building considering the defensive coordinator and even the head coach, Kevin Stefanski. We just don't know what truly is the problem with this team because it seems like there's a lack of accountability, and we don't really know who's – I mean, Nick Chubb had to take the blame for losing to the Jets. Nick Chubb doesn't play defense. Nick Chubb scored three touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, you – He can't take the blame. I I don't like people blaming it on him. I do not whatsoever. That just whoever blames on him, you can just tell those are the fans that are just completely plastered a couple minutes into the first. They don't know football if you blame any of it on Nick Chubb because he is the reason that we got so many points. Like you said, three touchdowns. That's insane. But getting off this stupid topic of the Browns losing to the Jets. Let's go to underrated player of the week. And I'll start us off with Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Receiver for the Patriots. Former Eagles receiver. Six catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Helped the Patriots beat the Steelers. And it was a pretty nice touchdown catch. He mossed the dis- the defender who I believe was I think it was Witherspoon. Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, he mossed him, and I don't know. Aguilar got a lot of crap the last couple of years. I really hope he can be pretty good with the Patriots. And well, that was a really be, nice catch. He might be the number one target there. There's not much talent in that receiver. Yeah, not really. Over in the Patriots, so he might be the number one target. But my, my underrated player, I'm going to say Drake Lund. I mean – Someone on the Falcons has to be making plays, and he is that person most of the time. Eight catches, 86 yards, one touchdown, over 10 yards a catch. Unfortunately, lost to the Rams 31 to 27, like I mentioned before. But the Rams, def- we, we can, everyone can agree, the Rams have probably top five, top seven defense in the league. Right? Yeah, I'd say probably. Maybe maybe more top seven, yeah. Yeah. So, Drake London being the rookie he is, having Marcus Mariota as the QB, and you still put up great stats for being a rookie, for going up against a pretty good defense. I mean, 
sure, you lost, but you're showing promise. You're showing some hope in the Falcons. You're giving you're giving a team like the Falcons a, a chance to not completely suck, to kind of be like a Dolphins team, or not a Dolphins team, kind of be like a Lions team last year where you may only have like two or three wins, but you put up fights, you put up points, and you give your team a chance. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up because I remember last year we talked about the Lions, and yeah, they lost a lot of games, a lot of games, but we saw that they had potential, and they already do have potential two games into the season. So this could be the same exact thing going on with the Falcons. Uh, You got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts, you got a good young defense, and then your quarterback, you got Mariota, and you got – Desmond Ritter sitting on the bench, so you don't know whether or not one of those two are going to be there next year. Uh, switch spots, maybe. Uh, Ritter's the starter. But this could be the same exact situation as the Lions. We'll see next season. Or maybe yeah. we'll even see later in this season if the Falcons pick it up. It's crazy how similar it is because you you. – I'm not saying these players are exactly the same, but you can say Drake London's like the same Brown where – Same Brown, yeah. And, and you can also say where – Kyle Pitts is the TJ Hawkinson where they are so talented, but they do not use them whatsoever. For some and reason. honestly, I'll even go, I know they're probably not on the same level, but Goff and Mariota, both veteran quarterbacks who oh, are yeah. still in a young way. Yeah. So trying to find a new career after one leaving LA and after uh, Mariota leaving Tennessee. So, I mean, you just, Man, no, that's really similar. The more you think about it, <laughs> yeah. Why don't, why don't we move on to team of the week? All right, I'm I'm gonna play the Dolphins. Forty two, thirty eight win, twenty four point comeback. Tua goes thirty six for fifty, six touchdowns. Now he did have two interceptions. Um, Tyree Kill, eleven catches, one ninety yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, eleven catches, one seventy one yards, two touchdowns. I believe I said last week they have the best wide receiver duo in the league. I also believe I said last week Tua will have a better season than Lamar. I would say I am off to a great start this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll say big pause, big pause. Because... Who wasn't scoring any points in the fourth quarter? Well, that's not who Lamar, wasn't. No, just a... tell me who wasn't. Tell me who wasn't. That's the coach. Tell me who wasn't. The Ravens, I guess. The Ravens. The Ravens offense led by um what's his name? Um oh yeah. Devin Lamar Duvernay. Jackson. Lamar Devin Jackson. Duvernay. Lamar Jackson. Devin Duvernay. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> they blew it. Rashad Bateman? They blew it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know what I wasn't watching that game, but they had I believe they had like a twenty point lead or something. So I don't know. You look at the stats, Lamar didn't turn the ball. I don't think the Ravens turned the ball over at all. So I don't know if it was just bad play calling because uh, well, 24, yeah, 24 point comeback. Yeah. An- another thing I want to bring up is Lamar is, I think he's making a huge mistake by not accepting a max extension with the Ravens and betting on himself because we all just saw what happened to Trey Lance. Trey Lance is someone that runs not as much as, as Lamar Jackson, no one runs as much as Lamar Jackson, but he still runs, and he's coming into his second year. He hasn't played much, 
and he breaks his ankle. Now, now breaking your ankle, it it can get so bad that your career ends. Trey Lance is lucky that that didn't happen to him. I don't know how much more luck Lamar Jackson can have before an injury happens to him while running the ball against top defenders. Yeah, top defenders. That's uh, he got what he we. The Browns, uh, Anthony Walker sacked him last year, and he was out for like seven games yeah. or something. Yeah. But that also wasn't a run. That was a sack. But I see what you're saying, and we said that about Josh Allen last week. He, and he's, just to see Trey Lance, yes, yeah, snap his ankle. Like, he's, these he's quarterbacks. on himself too much, I think. Now, I obviously don't want – I don't want injuries to happen so that every team, game can be fair and we can actually see the lineups and everything. But – He's just being dumb at this point. I mean, he, he's gonna he's kind of acting like Dennis Schroeder from the Lakers. You got this <laughs> max extension. Sure, it's not the most money out of everyone, but you got a crazy max extension after one solid performance, and you blew it. You bet on yourself, and Dennis Schroeder sucked. Now he's playing for the Lakers for what? A couple mil? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar goes from being – Supposedly someone that deserves the most money by a by QB in this league right now to someone that turns out to make under average money because of an injury. Yeah, but I think I think even if he gets hurt, I think a team is going to be stupid enough to bet on him. Like say he yeah, say he like breaks his leg, tears his ACL. I think a team is going to be stupid enough to throw two hundred million at him just because of you know the MVP and the way he played before or whatever injury. So I think if he gets hurt, I think he's going to get a contract regardless. It might not be as high as he wants, uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like one injury could make his three hundred million contract go to like forty, like forty million for like four years or something. Like he could be bottom barrel quarterback contract if he gets hurt yeah we've seen it happen we've seen it happen yeah but no we got sidetracked by the ravens and lamar but going back to team of the week i picked detroit lions uh they lost to the eagles by only three last week the eagles who we're talking up and they looked pretty good regardless of the loss and then they looked good again this week Goff, 256, four touchdowns. People need to stop disrespecting Jared Goff. I'm hearing the Lions would be better if they had a better quarterback. Goff hasn't done anything wrong in the two games that warrants a new quarterback. Like, I I don't get what they're saying. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, 68 rushing yards as a receiver, 116 receiving yards, and two touchdowns on top of that. That's Amon Ross St. Brown, second-year wide receiver. And what did we talk about? Uh, I think we talked about a couple of podcast episodes ago. There is like a trend in the NFL, second-year receivers breaking out, having record years. Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Uh, there was one more. Uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. But there's a trend the past couple of years, and a top-five receiver is always a second-year receiver. Amon Ra St. Brown, it looks like he's possibly going to be that guy. Because Jamar Chase definitely doesn't look like that guy through two weeks. And I don't know. Amon Ross St. Brown kind of had an underrated season last year. And nobody really talked about him. 
we talked about him because we like the Lions, but that's about the only people who were talking about him. First off, he he, he had a in a pretty poor start to the season last year because you're a rookie. You're trying to build chemistry, and they just got Jared Goff. So, but Jared Goff, at the end of the day, he was in the Super Bowl. He has um the experience. He has the IQ. He knows how to do the average stuff. He might not be amazing. He might not win them anything. But you shouldn't be thinking about trading for at trading everything away for a great QB when you're trying to build something up. Or you also shouldn't be thinking about wasting a high pick on a QB because that's just too risky. That's too too risky. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is improve that defense a little bit because you've given up a lot of points to the Eagles. You've given up a lot of points to the commanders. So that that's one thing. Another thing is they still haven't had Jameson Williams play. Yeah. Forgot about that. I think people forget what he's capable of doing. He's not going to come in right away and just start popping off. He will not be. But there's going to be a point where St. Brown can only do so much, and then Jameson William comes in, and he can do so much too. Like this could be a in in a year or two. This if they can stay healthy, if Jameson William stay healthy in a year or two, this could be a crazy dynamic duo, crazy dynamic duo. Yeah, and I believe I think I just saw something the other day about Jameson Williams. I, I think they're saying. I don't want to be wrong on this. What were they saying? Like week six or something? He may try to play, but I don't, I don't want them to push him into it. Yeah. So he's not he's not able to play until week four, regardless, because he's on the IR. But I believe, yeah, the Lions posted something of him running, and I believe I heard something about week six. But yeah, don't rush him back, uh, especially if the Lions are still doing good and. St. Brown's doing good. Uh, but if just let him come back when he's healthy, because torn ACL, you don't want him to come back, do the exact thing that OBJ did and tear it again. So definitely don't want that to happen. Oh, not at all. But um, like you said, like I already said too, I'm taking Garrett Wilson as rookie of the week. Eight catches, 102 yards. It's over 12 yards to catch, two touchdowns, game winning touchdown. Um, extremely main part of being the Browns 31 to 30. You help make Joe Flacco look like number one QB. Um, I don't know how he's going to be the rest of the year because when Zach Wilson comes back, I don't think Zach Wilson's focusing on football enough as he should be. Like you're not on the best team. Um, you're, you're coming into your second year. Already a little injury prone. I don't think he's focusing enough on the game itself where Garrett Wilson's going to have a reliable QB. Now, Joe Flacco's not really a reliable reliable QB, but Garrett Wilson did a great job of just getting open. And that goes to my point from, I know I've said this before, I think Garrett Wilson will be better than Chris Olave, uh, even when being on the Jets. Yeah, and I don't know. We talked about the whole Wilson Olave 
earlier in our like draft episode, but I know Garrett Wilson had a monster game. Yes, it was partially due to the Browns' miscommunications and blown coverages, but either way, eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Not that's that's great for a rookie. Great, but my rookie of the week is Jahan Dotson for the second straight week. Jahan Dotson consistency. Four catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown, and almost helped lead a comeback over the Lions. He's that wide receiver room, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, and now Jahan Dotson. And Jahan Dotson is starting to break out as the number one guy on that team. Like, he's about to pass Terry for wide receiver one. And it's only a second game. And this is a guy who was drafted early by the commanders, and got so much criticism for being taken when everybody had all these other receivers ahead of him. And we talked about Dotson in our preseason, talking about how he could possibly win rookie offensive rookie of the year. And that was kind of because we thought, oh, commanders, he might get some like good stats. And he already does have some good stats. I mean, in two career games, he's got seven catches, 99 yards, three touchdowns already on the season. And, I mean, 14 yards a catch is not bad for a rookie wide receiver. Not at all. I mean, it's – I I don't think it's um a hot take if I say Terry McLaurin is acting as the third best receiver yeah. on that team. Because Curtis Samuel is playing pretty good too. Yeah. People forgot what Curtis Samuel can do too. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. And Carson Wentz seems to have found his main guys. Yeah. Now let's get to my favorite part of this uh, podcast. My Trevor Lawrence Award of the Week, Disappointing Player of the Week, goes to – well, well, first off, there were a lot of Disappointing Players of the Week. Yeah, um, A lot. And it was disgusting. But I'm going to give it to DK Metcalf. Four catches, 35 yards, no touchdown. Got killed by the Niners, 27-7. Tyler Lockett had a way better game than him. I'm starting to um, think once again, like I've all, like I've been saying for a long time now, they should trade DK Metcalf because he's on, his, his trade value is only going to go down. I'm not saying he's the worst QB out there. I am saying he's overrated. I am also saying that Geno Smith, isn't a great QB for him, but you should have sold him high last year. Now you got to try to build his trade value up some so that you can get as much as you can for him. I don't see it happening. Um, He's overrated. He's disappointing. And this is my disappointing player of the week. Yeah. And you brought up him getting traded. Uh, do you see that happening this season? Cause I know they talked about it last season. I don't think there's going to be a team that wants him bad enough to trade solid picks because I I can promise you right now the Seahawks will be asking a lot for him. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, because the Seahawks tend to ask for a lot. I mean, look at the Russ Wilson trade. Yeah. But um, my disappointing – this is just disappointing in general. Monday Night Football was horrible if – you wanted to watch good football. Um, 
Ryan Tannehill, 117 yards, two interceptions, got benched from Malik Willis. Derrick Henry, 25 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins, three interceptions. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 17 yards. And Justin Jefferson, 48 yards. Uh, Vikings and Titans got embarrassed by the Bills and Eagles on the biggest stage of my ball, uh, Monday Night Football. And it was a doubleheader, and both games were a blowout. And it was just horrible. And like you said, we talked about it earlier, Kirk Cousins, he was average, and now he's below average. Same as Tannen, though. Same as Derrick Henry. Yeah. What have I been saying? Derrick Henry is overrated. Oh, I think I've he's been definitely this for overrated. So long. So long. And now it's starting to show his age, his inconsistency. Ryan Tannehill is very upset that Malik Willis has got any playing time. But, hey, you're losing by more than 30 to the Bills. He threw two interceptions. You don't even have more than 120 yards. You deserve to get benched, not just for this game, but for good. Him and Cousins... They remind me of each other because they're both falling apart at the same time. And they will not they they will not keep their jobs for too much longer. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Vikings do at their quarterback position because they gave Kirk that extension. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But that disappointing player of the week wraps up our week two awards. And we're heading into week three. That's crazy already, week three of the NFL season. And here are weekly picks for week three, starting off with Thursday night football, Browns-Steelers in Cleveland, Ohio. (sighs) This pains me. This pains me. I I have to go to the Steelers. The Browns are going to be shook after that Jets loss. And we talked about how the defense is not confident in each other, I think we're going to see it. But on the bright side, we're also going to see Miles Garrett break the Cleveland Browns' career sack record in Cleveland. All he needs is one more sack. All he needs is one more sack. We will also see Nick Chubb move up in the franchise rankings for most rushing yards. I believe he'll be in uh, fifth place. Nice, with not nice. too many to go. But I do have to take the Browns. Um, I think that I don't even think it'll be a close game, to be honest with you. I think we win by at least at least two touchdowns. Um the Steelers cannot get their offense together, which is funny because we've been saying they wouldn't be able to when other people are like, Oh, they got Trubinsky now. Oh, they got George Pickens. Oh, they, they have it all now. Sure, they have it all. They don't have any chemistry. Najee Harris cannot find a hole. Deontay Johnson is showing that he is overrated. I mean, I mean, Pickens isn't even playing. He's not getting anything. Um, Kenny Pickett, that seems to be a mistake. It's just not going to work. And I think they're just going to keep collapsing as the year goes on. Yeah, I, I mean, I want us to win, and honestly, I wish I was in Cleveland for this game, Thursday night football against the Steelers. 
that's just an amazing game. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be different. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as exciting because obviously the Jets lost last week. And with Jacoby at quarterback, it's this team, these fans. I mean, did you see Jimmy Haslam got hit by a water bottle? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the fans are insane. The, fan, the fans are mad, and I'd be mad too if we lost to the – I mean, I am mad. We lost to the Jets in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. That, that That's just such a bad look on us. Like, we all remember the – well, we obviously weren't – don't remember the bottle gate. Yeah, but the game. I've but seen, we've we seen all videos. know of it. It's such a bad look on your franchise. Why do you got to act like that? You also screwed yourself over because you got banned for life. You're getting fined. Who who knows? Maybe even sent to jail. But why do you got to do stupid things like that? It, it makes the whole team look bad. All the fans look bad. And one bottle thrown have started a whole lot more bottles being thrown. Yeah, and actually, somebody brought it up on Twitter. Uh, if somebody sees that, just wait till somebody who's really mad about Deshaun and Deshaun comes out to play. I mean, Cleveland is brutal. Like, these fans. And say the same exact thing happens. Say uh, Deshaun and the Browns lose a close game to whoever we play, like the Bengals or something. If the fans act like that, it's going to be insane. Like we can't, I know we're like rowdy and we're crazy fans, but throwing a water bottle at the owner. No, that's just, yeah, the dude deserves to get banned, but moving to the Texans bears game. This is this. I looked at this game at the beginning of the, of the season and I was like, they're both going to be and two going in and no, they're the bears are one and one. Texans are, I believe, what the tie? So, oh one and yeah, oh one and one. Oh so, one and one. Yeah, uh, but I'm taking the Texans. Davis Mills. I, I'm I'm taking the Bears, but I do want to say this. I did see a stat, very interesting. Um, it's about Justin Fields passing. I believe he's the thirty third <laughs> person in, like pass attempts a game. Yeah. It's, now it's insane. I remember saying before the season started, "Oh yeah, they got Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery. That could be the start of something." Um, it's turning to be more uh, Justin Fields and David Montgomery because Darnell Mooney is not touching the ball. He's not being involved in any plays. He's going. I wouldn't be surprised if he turns into Allen Robinson. He just doesn't do anything for the team anymore, and it's just wasted talent. Well, I'll, I'll do you one better. I saw a stat that said uh, the entire Bears wide receiver group has 15 catches through two games. Uh, just just for instance, uh, Stefan Diggs had 12 catches by himself last game. Um, so it's pretty embarrassing. The first game I know they played in like a hurricane, but Justin Fields went 7 for 11 in passing against the Packers and seven for 11, 77%. And they only passed the ball 11 times in that game. How? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I don't want to see Justin Jeffers or Justin Fields uh, fail. But when you are starting QB and you can't, you know, 
throw the ball or you refuse to or the plays aren't revolved around it, it's not a good look. Yeah, definitely not a good look. But next up we got Raiders and Titans, I believe 0-2 for both these teams. But I'm riding with the Raiders. Yeah, I'll go Raiders too. All right. Chiefs-Colts. Chiefs. Chiefs. I I don't know what we're thinking about the Colts because – I don't know what's going on over there. I think we're thinking Jonathan Taylor is um going to be overrated. Not I'm not saying that he personally is overrated. I'm saying the team will make him overrated by relying on him so much. Yeah, and and even they're either relying on him so much or they're not relying on him. I believe he only carried the ball nine yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, Naheem Hines looked better than him. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't but, I don't know. Yeah. Moving to Bills and Dolphins, big game of the week. I I don't I don't want to hear your pick because I already know what your pick is. I'll pick the winner, and I pick the Dolphins. Well, I'm picking the Bills, the real winner. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Lions and Vikings. We can agree on the Lions. We definitely can because Kirk Cousins is a bum. Yeah, he is. Ravens Patriots. Um. The Patriots took a, a big, big leap back. So I'm taking the Ravens, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. Uh, I I don't know what happened with the Ravens' defense last week, but I don't think Mac Jones is going to light them up like Tua did. Uh, but got to ride with the Ravens. Should be an easy win here for them. Bengals-Jets. I, this, this is interesting. I don't know. Um, it, here's the thing. I'm picking the Jets. Not so much that I see the Jets coming in being amazing. It's more that I see the Bengals having an 0-3 start and things just completely falling apart over in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but I have the Bengals winning uh, against the Jets. I think maybe this is Joe Burrow's get-right game where he finally has a good game and maybe he gets gets silences all the critics like hey here I am I'm going to throw five touchdown passes you you can't you can't silence the critics against the jets I feel like I mean yeah, I feel you like were you just can. in the super bowl you're starting 0 and 2 and if you pop off against the jets you you realistically shouldn't even be proud of that like and was this the Bengals Jets game last year was that the Mike White game at least so. Yeah, what five touchdowns from Mike White? Yeah. So once again, everybody's looking for a real barn burner of a Bengals Jets game this season. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles Commanders. We can agree on the Eagles easily. We definitely can. Saints Panthers. Um, I don't know why I'm saying the Panthers. I'll be <laughs> I'm just saying the Panthers though. I'm saying the Saints. Up a little bit, you know. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the Saints. We talked about this before. Really want Baker to win a game, but honestly, at this point, it looks like the coach just wants to get fired. So I'm going Saints because the coach is gonna call eighty thousand screens and not let Baker throw the ball. So Good definitely call. Saints here. Jags and Chargers. Um, Jags get a very, very lucky win against the Colts, but I will take the Chargers. And here's the thing. I don't I don't know how serious um, 
Justin Herbert's little injury is, but you're going against the Jags. If you don't need to play him, you don't need to play him. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm also going Chargers here. And I don't think Herbert's injury is that bad. I believe they're going to have him wear uh, like a rib protector or something like that. And I think they were able to somewhat heal it up a little bit. But if he takes a hit, take him out of the game. You you don't need to lose him in week three. No, no. Rams and Cardinals. Um, I'm saying Rams, and I'm kind of regretting that. But I'm still going to go with the Rams. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rams too. I'm not gonna. I think the Cardinals had a little weird game where they showed potential, and I don't think they're gonna carry the potential. Yeah. Probably the ugliest game of the week is the Falcons and the Seahawks. I don't want to pick either team. This could, <laughs> I think this will be the one of two wins for the Falcons this year. Hmm. And I say that because I know it's only been two weeks, but like I said, the Falcons are putting up fights, especially on the offensive end, while the Seahawks are not so much. What the Seahawks had, like, what, 17 in their first game and seven in their second? Falcons are putting up almost 30 points so far each game. Yeah, and you actually, right there, you convinced me uh, to change. I had the Seahawks, but you brought it up earlier. What, they score 26 and 27? It looks like the offense is there for the Falcons. Um, And the Seahawks' defense, I mean, they look pathetic. They don't have – Yeah, they don't look great, so – I, I think uh, you made me switch. I'm going Falcons with this one. Yeah, too. Keep copying off me. <laughs> Packers and Bucks. I'm going to say Bucks, but I won't be surprised if the Packers won. Yeah, I'm going to say Bucks. Um, but I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Hopefully, this is a really good game. But on the other hand, it could be a really bad game too. Like, hey, look <laughs> look at, look at the receivers on both teams. Yeah, it can't be, be any more even at this point. <laughs> that's that's this is a horrible. It's the two quarterbacks, and then what? Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones. That's yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it can't be any more even. Yeah. Niners and Broncos. Um, I believe I called uh, the Broncos not being good a while back, and they are not good. It was, I, I didn't like the idea of them giving all their picks away and their uh, better tight end away for Russell Wilson, who was considering retiring not too long ago. And now they just signed him to a max extension where they are paying him a lot of money. I just didn't like it. He cannot connect enough with um, Jerry Judy. He can't connect enough with um, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon. You would think they're not a bad running back duo, but they're not a great running back duo right now, and there's questions on that offense. Yeah, I think um, – I mean, well, first, I'm going to go with the 49ers. If it was Trey Lance, I would go Broncos, but Jimmy G is back in the saddle, and Jimmy G knows how to win games. Um, Well, win regular season games, not playoff games. But – I am agreeing with you with the Broncos. I think they should have kept Drew Locke easily. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I did not say that. I did not say that. That's, I don't want anyone thinking that. That's pretty I said, much what you said. I don't want anyone thinking that I said that. 
they should have traded him away for absolutely nothing. <laughs> but definitely not that. Let's let's end the week. Cowboys Giants. We'll end the week with a Giants win. I think we're gonna end the week with a Cowboys win. Cooper Rush over Daniel Jones. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think it'll be. It'll probably be. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the best game of the week. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But the Giants will win. Saquon will have an amazing game. Um, yeah, and like I said, I'm completely right, so. I don't think you're completely right, but. I'm sure I am. We'll see. Oh, and I'm going to start adding uh, the updated roster, or the updated uh, updated record prediction. I believe and I'm winning. No, as of right now, it is. I got 18, you have 17. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So I, I got a one to take the lead after this week. That's fine. All right. I got a one game lead right now. I know it's I know it's tough. Not I'll I'll let your hopes get high. I'll let your hopes get high. I don't care. At the end of the day, I'll just have to squash you. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll come back next week. Yeah. So that'll be it. That'll be it. We will talk to you next time on numbers news and Nonsense.